and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So we're joined once again by Jordan Cooper. I say once again, he may have been on my other podcast and that this one, but you know, figure it out. Yeah, I can have a look and find it. So today we're going to be talking about the fact that for a lot of us from after COVID and for some of us actually still kind of in COVID, everyone's moved in front of a screen. I certainly have. Okay, I worked at a screen when I worked at university beforehand, but I did not spend as much time in it as I do now, especially now because my entire day is spent in my office i have created an office around me specifically for the purposes of podcast twitch and youtube something that is very different to what i came from so we're going to talk about the idea that how has life changed now that we spend so long in front of a screen now this may not be bad a lot of people will say you shouldn't spend so much time in front of a screen i don't agree um so all you scientists and psychologists out there please have a discussion with me on that one we're just going to talk about how jordan feels because jordan himself is a software engineer so a screen in front of him is not outside of the norm however probably in a lot more meetings as well so how are you doing jordan good you know just living <laughs> that remote life but without the sun because it, it's the uk really this is where we both become a lot a lot whiter in our in our houses when we're doing things like this. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the outside is like sometimes. Kind of open the blind and go, oh, it is daylight, okay. We're on the right time zone at least still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are plenty of... I mean, I don't really work on, on a, um, a specific uh, time at the moment. I seem to be in everyone's time zone at some point. I don't sleep that much, so there you go. Um, <laughs> but um, so... I mean, when we were talking about recording this, you're talking about the fact that um, you spend a lot of your time in front of a screen, just in meetings all the time. Has that changed? Was that always the same? Or is it that old adage of, well, that's another meeting I could have just had an email about? No, it's, it, it's an interesting shift. So I wasn't always remote. And when we had remote people in other places that I've worked, so you would have meetings on the screen. Um, nowhere near as regularly as we do now. Um, I think I, I probably average at least an hour a day at bare minimum, but usually it's sort of two or three hours a day in meetings with other people, um, usually in the UK, but quite often around the world as well, other people in other countries. So it, I don't know, it's an interesting shift. Half of it is kind of replacing what you used to do in an office, you know, kind of water cooler chat, just chatting about random things to do with work and life and what's going on with everyone. And I don't know, every company seems to have, a different opinion and a different approach to what works like i said we, we get told quite often that you shouldn't spend too much time in front of a screen and you should try and kind of regulate what you're doing and how you're doing it and there is an element of meeting creep where yeah that could have been an email or that could have been a, a slack message um <clears> just like <throat> whatsapp for business if you like yeah that, that's certainly true but broadly over time more and more people have kind of understood that at the start it was well let's just have a meeting yeah, let's just throw another meeting in the calendar. Do another one. Do another one. And now it, that's kind of it's it kind of hit a, hit a plateau and it's kind of tapered off down now. So it, it doesn't happen as often. But some organisations aren't set up for it. So I imagine for a lot of places that's still the case. It's oh, let's just have a meeting, quick meeting, and it'll be an hour, and then it's lunch, and then your day's gone. Yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> it's weird because for a lot of uh, businesses, you just have meetings anyway. You just be, let's go to the meeting room. Um, certainly the university I used to, uh, used to work at because they couldn't organise a piss up at Shepherd Neem. Um, for anyone out there, Shepherd Neem is the oldest um, brewery in, in England. Um, and, you know, so many times I would argue back and just like, so you've taken me away from actual work to tell me that I've got to do something that I'm basically just not going to do because your way of doing it is wrong anyway. Good. 
Um, and it is quite amusing because it's like that was an that was an email. That was an email that I would have just told you to go away with and carried on doing it and being, you know, actually effective as opposed to everything else. Now I worked for a university, obviously, and the university that I worked for, Canterbury Christchurch University, if anyone's wondering, because it's a shit hell. Please don't send any of your kids there or go and work there. It's a shit hell. Um, but if you if you have any interaction with it, they tried to make every school within the university work the same. Now that doesn't work because policing don't need the same as business, don't need the same as computing, don't need the same as politics. It, you cannot run things like that. However, they wanted everything the same. And so that was how they tried to run it. And then you'd get stuck in meetings like that. Now, at least when you were face to face, you could just straight on say no. This is how it's done. This is how the lecturers want it. This is how the admin staff want it. This is how the students want it. This is how everyone wants it. So just shut up and go away and let us actually be effective. Obviously, when you're in front of a screen doing it, how much of that actually gets across now? Like, are we ended up with more meetings on the screen because of the fact that we're just going no, and then people aren't listening to us, where actually we could be moving on to more stuff. Now, that's not to say that face-to-face -face is better because hey i'm all for remote working but it feels like a lot of businesses have gone we had this management structure this worked for us in the office we don't work in the office anymore we still have this management structure no take out at least two parts in fact take out the manager take out the senior management staff at um at christchurch absolutely because none of them know what they're doing but um take out certain management staff because you don't need that because effectively what their job was to do in, um, in the offices was to be in the way. And that, that's just true. A lot of them, their job was to just say no to you and to say yes to the people above them. It's kind of what middle management is. Um, and so when you have that over now, over the screens and you have meetings similar to what we're doing, then that really gets in the way because now nobody can explain it and you just have someone going back and forth. So do you think that, these online meetings have made things a lot worse as well. So actually, as you say, for your business, it's not that you're necessarily having more meetings, but are some of those meetings actually effective? Or is it, again, it's that email thing, but even beyond that, is it become a kind of, didn't we have this meeting three weeks ago? Did, wasn't this already kind of, didn't I just say this, this doesn't, didn't work to you? And, you know, is that now we becoming... We need part? a plan. Um, like one thing that... Uh we're good at where I work is that we, we don't just throw in a meeting for everything now. Mm. Uh, and, we, and we didn't really at the start either, to be quite honest, there were elements of things that probably shouldn't have been meetings as we kind of got used to it. But every meeting has an agenda, not, not a stereotypical kind of corporate agenda. Or if you must do these 10 points, it's always like, why are we having this? And do, does this person need to be there? Do they have a vested interest in what we're going to talk about or decide? Mm. And we were pretty light on, uh, there isn't really any middle management um, where I am, which is quite fortunate. Um, and I think I'd struggle to see what middle management would do in, 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 in our organization anyway. Um, but I think you're right. You, it's highlighted a lot of things in, in large organizations, especially where you've got a lot of people doing a lot of jobs and you're talking like companies like Rolls Royce, your, your Boeing's, these massive behemoths that have got tens of thousands of staff. And they're starting to look and go, well, what, what's that person's role? What are they actually doing? What were yeah. they doing in the office? Um, and it's, it's a lot easier to look busy in an office uh, and not really get a lot done. I, I really struggle now when I go back to an office. I, I don't get much done because I spend a lot of that time talking to people. And I never realized how much time I spent doing that. And that's not a bad thing sometimes. Yeah. But 
when you want to get work done and, and focus on your actual role, it can be really difficult to balance that. So I think you it depends on the organization. Like small and mid-sized organizations that are still kind of growing and expanding have less of a problem of meeting creep, I think. Whereas these big organizations are suddenly, I don't know, they've been built up with managers who learned from their managers who learned from their managers going way back to probably the 70s. And all of a sudden you had this big experiment where now they've got to be remote and they've gone, oh, well, we can't do that. We, we're actually going to have to. And now they've gone and done it and gone, hmm, maybe my manager's manager's manager <laughs> told me this for 30 years against scientific advice, I might add, was wrong. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're going, oh, bums on seats doesn't equal good productivity or even good business necessarily. And <laughs> you just see these managers kind of get confused. You see it twink in their eye when you're talking to them. They're going, I, I don't understand. Why, why, why does this work? Circuit. It's like a yeah. short circuit, isn't it? It's a, I mean, I think you find that with anything when somebody's, you know, managers, managers, managers. I mean, that happens a lot for martial arts, for instance. It's absolutely the case. People just believe what they've been told until you hit them in the head. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious one, actually, there's a joke from uh, an old TV program called um, uh, Eight Simple Balls. Um, to marry my daughter or date my daughter something like that and they make the point in there of um when they're making a casserole they have the meat and they always chop off the end and then put it in and oh mum why'd you do that well your gran used to do that okay gran why'd you chop off the end of the uh, end of the um the meat to put it in the well my 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 um my mum used to do that oh great gran why did you do that oh we had a really small pot and it's like that's that's the point a lot of this is done because of the the specifics of the situation which is the case of an office you need to do certain things but when it's remote and when all this happens and people can prove no actually this works otherwise then what happens is like you say there's a there's something in the eye it's like a short circuit where they're just gonna go well wait a minute why are we doing this then it's it's very strange it's there's more of a pushback in America because it's a productivist nation. Um, anyone out there, you're not a capitalist nation. You're a productivist nation. Capitalists look after their individuals. This is also something for all socialists and communists and anyone that's on the far left as well. It's not capitalism. Capitalism looks after the people. Um, in fact, Marx even stated that all the great things and um, developments of the world came from capitalism. Um, so, yeah, I'm socially left. I'm not ac- economically um, left. Um, but uh, anyone that wants to go and check that communist manifesto in fact um from marx. and of course marx was kept by um frederick engels who was a business owner in manchester and so massively capitalist and surprisingly looked after the people but anyway um the, the point is in in a productivist nation especially america it looks at the product it doesn't look at the people and that's where there's been a massive pushback against this right but we have an office therefore you must be in the office now common sense goes we can save money and not have the fucking office we don't have to pay for lighting, electricity, sell the fucking office, stop renting the office, whatever you're doing, get rid of it. Why don't you give, you could give people the money for their own, you could pay somebody's entire electric bill for every single one of your staff and still pay less than what you were paying for the fucking building. Like, yeah, but you get the people worst, you, but they go, uh, you know, well, how do we know you're working, Adam? Yeah. I can't see you working. How do I know you're working? Will you pay me to work? So yeah, is, is work happening? Are there, are there results? It's a bit like going outside and going, well, I don't believe the wind is there. It just blew over that bin. Yeah, but no, I, I just, unless I have, unless I have a wind machine, it's not there. 
what? Yes, it fucking is, it, you idiot. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Most people in an office fuck about all day anyway. You know why? It's a bit like Star Trek. If anyone remembers Star Trek with Scotty in the original series, he came back in one of the things um, with Geordie LaForge. Um, and I know this is going over a lot of people's heads, but I'm going to geek out. Fuck you all. Um, and he makes the point where Geordie LaForge says how long it will take him to repair something. And Scotty goes, that's the real amount of time? You better give him a longer amount of time, and then you do it shorter to make yourself look like a miracle worker. And it's pretty much what you do in an office. So many people, and if you're in an office, you know you do this, because I used to have YouTube on in the background when I was doing the work, and guess who got nominated by the students for an award every single fucking year I worked at a university? Um, I had YouTube on in the background. People do it, because it helps. If that's the kind of person you are, if you need silence, of course, you can't do it. But if you're like me and you do need something there, you need that kind of music or something, then you listen to it, but you still do your work. But suddenly you're, an, you're not there and you're at home and people go, oh yeah, but you could just not be doing it. You gave me jobs, those jobs are done. Why am I not doing it? Yeah, but we don't know what else you're doing. So, honestly, if I'm employing someone at home, I couldn't give a shit if they're watching porn and wanking the entire fucking day, as long as on the other screen, they're doing their work. Who cares? Who fucking cares? As long as you're not doing it in a meeting, I don't fucking care. Like, it's not my business. You're doing the work that I'm paying you for. Great. HR guy somewhere going. <laughs> <laughs> but there's literally, I mean, I, I know it's, it's hyperbolic, but tell me where there's a problem with that. As long as it's not, like... There isn't. The, the truth is, there isn't a problem with that. No. It's just that you've got... I'd argue it stems back from, particularly in big companies, there are people that were pushed into being a manager that neither wanted to be a manager nor have the skill set. There's a difference between management and being a leader. And quite often, a good manager is not a good leader, and a good leader is not a good manager. They're two distinct things that, I don't know, in the, I don't know about America, but in the UK, we tend to wedge them together. Go, yeah, that's to your manager. Nice. Yeah, managers tend to be nicer if they're good managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the UK, I mean, I've, I've worked for so many different companies. Not Before I even got into IT and technology, I worked for big companies like McDonald's, Foot Locker, uh, Orange and T-Mobile before it came, became now what is EE. And I, I seldom had what I'd call a good manager. I had people that were managers that were good people and they were nice people, but they weren't very good managers. And that would manifest itself in loads of different ways from the way they would talk about colleagues, the way they would treat colleagues. And I still have like this weird thing now where if I'm really sick at, at work, my boss will say, you need to have a day off. That feels alien to me even now because I'm so used to working in environments where I'm really sick. Are you though? Are you sick? Are you? Are you? I mean, have you got a, a sick note? No, well, you can come to work then. It's like, well, you're just going to make me worse because I'm sick. I'm going to come in and make your staff sick. And then it's going to take me longer to recover, which means I'll probably end up having time off and needing more time off instead of actually getting ahead of it and going, I'm sick. I really feel shit. Okay, take a day off. And, it comes and that down, all wraps up in it. Oh, yeah. And it comes down to the person because, of course, I don't mean, I've spoken, I've done a podcast on it before. I was, I was homeless and I've done that. So I'm, I'm far more kind of fuck you to the world than a lot of people. So whenever anybody would try that with me, I just go, no, not coming in. That's it job done fuck you um because uh, anyone that doesn't know in the uk you don't need and anyone that's actually working currently and you're being told by your bosses about this tell them no you can sign yourself off sick for five days before you need a doctor's note if they try and push you to come in they are literally breaking the law they are breaking the law they cannot do it um 
on top of that in the uk we have a minimum of 20 to 28 sorry 20 to 25 um days of holiday a year not including not including sick days <laughs> because i know there's americans and canadians watching this going oh you mean including sick days no does not include sick days so if anyone tries to push that on you that's not the case either but yeah there are managers i mean obviously i i now this would be interesting ladies and gentlemen because jordan knows that i want him to be honest here so um Let's see how he's, he's far away enough. He can get away with this. I'm a fucking awful manager. I'm a good leader because I, I as a manager, I was an arsehole. I just was because I managed when I was a last manager, I was, it was retail and sales. That is when I've done it. And sales, arguably you do need to be an arsehole. Um, yeah. And I was one of the, you know, I was top whatever in the country because of it. But it wasn't good for people below me. But as a leader, when being an arsehole isn't exactly the worst quality at certain times, that's when I was able to do it. And so I would always say, in terms of certain things, being a leader, the charity that I've started. And I know this is when people go, yeah, but you, you can't be like that if you're head of a charity. Oh, you fucking can. Um, if anyone's wondering, by the way, just a quick side note, the charity is still there in the background. It is, it is still working. Um, we've had a lot of issues because of the British... Huh. The British tax laws, and that's basically uh, the bank that we have chosen, uh, and actually all banks, so it wasn't just them, have specific rules around how you can create a bank that make no logistic sense. And it's Charity. taken months. It has taken months of me, um, from other things that were going on as well, it's taken months of me trying not to bang my head against the side of their building um, to actually get it sorted. But that is active again, like fully active soon. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff ha happening there. Um, but actually with that, it's a point because if I hadn't have been who I am with the bank, we'd have probably shut down um, because you need someone that's just going to go and go, no, 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 I'm not moving, do it. Um, and that is, that is the difference between the two. But unfortunately, leaders are great for the heads of business. You don't want them as the managers further down. And half the time, you don't even want the managers there. And like you said, <laughs> middle managers don't actually fit everywhere. Um, I'm, no, saying, I, I'm saying this as someone who knows that Jordan has just pointed out that he may be becoming a team leader, which I, I, I would argue. Um, <laughs> no, team leader doesn't have the word manager in it. Therefore. <laughs> oh, you see, see, we spent so long adding the word manager to certain words. Now we're taking it away so people don't um, think that we're doing. To... Yeah, so, I mean, it, there is a lot of it. I mean, you say on TikTok all the time. Um, now, I don't know. I don't think Jordan is quite as um, active on TikTok as I am. Anyone that watches these podcasts, if you go back on it, you will know I'm active on TikTok because we've had Call Me Chris on here twice and Scotty Wartooth, better known as TikTok Jesus on here. So I am active on TikTok <laughs> and Kadea as well, actually. Kadea, who's also virtually big on, on um, TikTok. So obviously we are. We do know TikTok on this um, podcast. Jordan is now feeling like he's the older one in this situation. I've never <laughs> felt ancient before. Who are you talking about? <laughs> right. Was, uh, okay. Call me Chris. We love you, by the way. Go and check out at least Call Me Chris. The reason I'm going to say this is just randomly. Hey, guys, if you've ever listened to the podcast before, you know we go all over the fucking place. So don't, don't pretend. Call Me Chris is the... So you know sometimes on YouTube people say what the... Um, of the people that follow their channel which channel has the most followers yeah so which mm. of my followers has the most followers call me chris from almost day one of this podcast still follows this podcast and she has five million subscribers so call me chris thank you very much <laughs> five million 
five million on YouTube, on on TikTok, like fifty million. <laughs> And on Twitch, I, 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 on I'm Twitch, so out like of half a million. Oh, mate. I'm so out of it. I have no idea. What... <laughs> That's why we go. I, t- I have TikTok. I just don't use it. I just look at it and look at funny cat videos. This is where I feel <laughs> that you're, you are a, you are like your parents. Have I have a TikTok thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm I mean. I'm going to say I'm sad for using Twitter. I still use, I use Twitter. That's the only social network I, I use. I mean, I, I, do use, I do use Twitter, but. Um, a lot of people don't anymore. I don't use Facebook, really, unless it's Messenger. That's about it. I use WhatsApp more than anything else. Um, Facebook is the one uh, that I, I kind of step away from. But, yeah, TikTok, um, I go back to the point. I've seen on TikTok um, a lot where people are just talking about the fact that they're having to go back in the office. And you've got people just going, no. It's like, no, but you've got to go back in the office. No, nope. I just quit then. And that, it's this huge. is where the issue has happened. And this is where people are t- both taking stock of their mental health because of screen time. But at the same time, actually causing some issue with themselves because of the fact of changing jobs. And that is something that current generation, um, like millennials into Gen Z, have kind of gone, you know what? You can't actually work if we're not there. I quit. And I mean, I did it. I did it with, again, Canterbury Crosschurch University. Because I know there's people out there that won't talk about their ex-employees because I will. I don't care. Don't ever work for them. Don't ever go and study there. It's a waste of your brain power. Oi. Anyway, I, I'm I studied saying, there. <laughs> I, I know. I'm well I had aware. a good experience, a broadly good experience. Uh, yeah, but that's because I was there telling how shit it was all the time, and we go and went to the pub a lot. So, um... <laughs> that's what made it good? It was just broadly good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know it sounds people will be strange calling it out, but I honestly think if you have a business that is bad for people's mental health, call them out. Call them out. The bad people, and they were absolutely. And I will say this now. My manager, my manager's manager, and my, uh, my manager's manager's manager, those three levels, and everyone down from it, brilliant, lovely. They were not the problem. Um, they were the ones that helped me through tough times, so they're not the problem. I will make that point. Um, but you find a lot with these. Uh, people just go, we're not going to come back to work. So when, I, when pandemic ha- happened, and I was already in a state anyway, I just went, yeah, I quit. And I'd, met, I'd said to the people for a long time, I don't want to work here. This place is not for me. No, I'm quitting. But then the pandemic happened. And I think there was still some skepticism. I think most people knew, no, it hasn't, will just fucking go. But I think there was still the case. Because I had people, I had people in IT, actually, who said, oh, yeah, but we've quit and we come back. Everyone comes back. And I just went, immediately went, I quit. I'm done. Bye. And everyone was like, wait, what? Because I was in charge of a lot of different modules in terms of business. It's what I, what I did. And so me just going was a slight problem, but that shouldn't put strain on other people. That should put strain on management. Um, mm. And I think what a lot of businesses have found now is that with everyone going, now you've got to come back to the office. Well, that costs people money in terms of travel, costs people money in terms of food, everything else, and also getting up earlier. The time. The amount this, of time it takes. And, and people have realized, actually, no. And then you get so many business going, well, you've got to be back in the office. Okay, I quit then. And then you get so many, this is especially um, in the US, I find a lot. Again, productivist, not capitalist. You are not capitalist. Um, who just go, oh, but young people nowadays don't want to work. I'm sorry, what? They do. They're often doing several jobs at once. They just don't want to work for a cunt like you. That's the problem. 
they don't want to do a job that gives them no reward does not actually see them as a person why would they work for that person you wouldn't have done or maybe like the daily mail isn't it you know uh, back to work britain get off get or get away from your home desk and get back to work implying that you're not working at home and you haven't kept for all the people that did work remotely and were lucky enough to they carried on going through covid you know they 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 often written off as just on holiday i mean granted there's a chunk of the dvla were on holiday technically. <laughs> um, but broadly speaking the vast majority of people who work remotely were probably working harder than they would have been if they'd been in an office and yet the kind of right-wing media in this country at least are kind of like you need to get back to work it's like no we've been working you most of the journalists were working bloody remotely throughout half of it as well and they're going to get back to work I'm like piss off <laughs> well, so there's actually there was an article not not long ago i think again from the daily mail because you know, we, we should all spit on the Daily Mail. Um, and again, anyone from the Daily Mail, if you'd like to interview me, if you want to try and prove your, prove your point, and you want to have a word against the, the mental health, because you do often. I mean, you know, uh, if you would like that, do it. Chair at upformentalhealth.com. Sorry, .org. I do apologise. Chair at upformentalhealth.org. Go for it. If you actually have the balls to talk about mental health. But you they don't, of because they you're spineless fucks. That also goes out to Piers Morgan. Bring it the fuck on. You now work for The Sun, which is the other spit on paper. Feel free. Um, but the the thing with the Daily Mail, and the article they brought out recently as well, is that this, this idea of the NHS, and I found this one just fucking mind-boggling. They were having a go because, and the wording was, that we were allowing, allowing was the word they used, we were allowing um, nurses and doctors to have a holiday. So I'm sorry, fucking what? You want to be entitled to a goddamn holiday. They should yeah, have more holiday given what <laughs> Yeah, literally, the people that could not work remotely, physically could not work remotely, they couldn't. They just could not do it. They had to be there on the front line. And then we're having a go at them because they want to have a holiday. They want to get away from it. And you kind of go, well, no, fuck you. There's this weird thing when it's come back to it. But this also loops back to a point I made earlier about this idea that being in front of a screen is bad for you. Because if we look at it, especially in terms of a job, so there's other, other arguments we made in general, but if we're looking in terms of a job, what is worse for your mental health? Now, this isn't the same for everyone. And there is no one thing for everyone. So all you LA wellness people, you can fuck off as well. There is not one size fits all for everyone, okay? What is worse? Being in front of the screen when you can turn that screen off whenever you would like and walk away and have a jog and go to the shops and come back, make sure that you're doing your work in your own time. You basically fit your hours around what you're doing. You decide how, um, what level you're working on your computer. You have your own chair. You work with a chair that you are comfortable in. You make sure of every bit of your surroundings, the heat, the, the light, everything else. You manage to sleep in for a longer amount of time because you don't have to get up everything else or being dictated that you have to get up earlier so that you can get to work either doing public transport or uh, by driving yourself to an office that you don't control the heat you don't control the light you don't control generally the, the layouts of your working environment you have to do things at a set time you cannot have the breaks the same as everything else yes you can get up and maybe go off to the cafeteria for that um, business to have a hot chocolate if you're very lucky uh, but you still have to be back. You have to start at a certain time, end at a certain time. You get pulled into meetings that are actually fucking pointless. Which one of those is bad for your mental health? And then tell me that being in front of the screen is bad. Because 
It's bullshit. It's bullshit. What is bad isn't being in front of the screen. What's bad is the environment created around that screen. Because the same, both those scenarios involve a screen. But for some reason, when we're talking about it from home, we talk about it being in front of a screen, that we're having meetings in front of a screen, we're doing this in front of a screen. You were doing that anyway. It's just that you were in somebody else's environment when you were doing it in the office. And then you've probably got a better setup or a better chance to create an environment at home that suits you. Whereas in an office, quite, quite a lot of offices, you go in, you either have some monitors or no monitors at all. So you're left hunched over a desk on a laptop, which is God, don't even get me started on how bad that can be for your posture. If you, I'm already short. I don't need to get shorter. Let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I see that a lot. Um, and then, but then you get this. The, there is a flip side to it. So I, I speak quite a lot with some friends who some do work remotely, some don't. And I'm, I, I know people that physically can't work from home. And so that's where I think what, what the right choice is that companies, most companies don't seem to be getting right at the moment, not just in tech, but broadly every industry is if a job role can work from home doesn't mean they should but what they should be doing is going to those individuals in each team that you're in or each department that you're in and say you know what works for you what can we what, what can we work your job role around so that you isn't the old phrase it's something like um you shouldn't work to live or something like that or live to work or whatever i can't remember the, the term phrase you'll know what it is no doubt work to live don't uh, work to live don't live to work right and let, let's be honest how many people have worked those jobs where you're doing crazy hours for minimum pay with a crap manager and you're, you're just knackered. You're not really, you're existing. You're not really living. And then there's an opportunity and it's not the same for all job roles. And I understand that. Um, but for those that can, what's so bad about giving people that flexibility? If the work gets done and it's a different scenario, if the work doesn't, but if the work gets done, what's wrong with Dave or Catherine leaving their job early to go and pick up their kids from school so that their kids actually see their parent or parent what, what's wrong with that if they hop back on it later on or if they start earlier the next day or they work later another day what, why is that a problem it, yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me exactly. when, when you're talking about well-being and there's, there's meant to be a productivity crisis in the UK it's nothing to do with the individuals. It's, it's, it's systemic. It's because of the rules that businesses are imposing on their employees mm. and failing to recognize that they could improve their productivity just by shifting their mindset 30 years forward from where it currently sits. Oh, absolutely. I also missed out the fact um, that kids as well. Obviously, you've got family around you at home and the pet, which the amount of research saying that pets are good for your well-being. You can't take them into the office. However, I say that knowing that there is one uh, lady who used to, one lecturer at Christchurch, lovely person, forensics, um, if you're still there, I don't, I don't know, but who used to take their dog into uh, lectures. I thought that was brilliant. That was, that was awesome. That. Yeah, because it keeps everyone happy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, simple things like that is very much the case. Now, I mean, the, the fun one for me, and again, it should be down to the individual because I, I think yeah. what everyone should effectively be is hybrid. Because like I said, um, earlier, with in terms of listening to music or being in silence, people are different. No one size fits all. Um, one size can fuck over everyone. So to put it in perspective, they did this during, I can't remember which war it was, but at one point they tried to create, I think it was the Second World War, they tried to create the perfect um, plane, perfect dimensions, so that they could fit everybody. It fit nobody. Because when you average out everyone, that, that person doesn't exist. It does not exist in any form. If we averaged out our weights, our heights, our builds, everything like that, 
generationally, we're the same generation. But I am significantly taller than you, significantly broader than you, um, heavier than you. That doesn't work. If you had half of my muscle mass and I had, and I was half, we'd look fucking weird. It just doesn't work. Your frame can't fit my muscle and I can't fit on your size. It just doesn't work. But that's the average. And that's the way that we try and do things now is the kind of one size fits all. It, it doesn't. It doesn't in the workplace. So we have that hybrid thing as well. And I mean, the fun thing for me is as well is that since lockdown, things like Twitch um, went from 3 million to 10 million streamers. Now, the amount of people that watch it is also far, far more, millions and millions and millions, but the people using it. So, okay, some people are on a really shitty little setup with their phone or whatever. But how many of those people now have incredibly well um, set up uh, computers, monitors, everything like that? And they now have to go back into the office. And I made this joke to someone relatively recently, actually, when they said about, oh, well, wouldn't you go back into an office? And I just went, my setup at home probably has the same computing power as the entire office. Why would I go back to go? And that's also something I didn't even think about is why, if I wanted to do that, why would I go back to use a computer that's going to frustrate the fuck out of me? When I click on something here, it opens. It's a weird thing. You know, it opens, it runs. I, this thing will run everything because that's what I effectively got it to do. I have three monitors to make sure that everything is set up. I have this mic and everything set up. I have my ring light there, so I have the proper lighting. I hell, I mean, it won't work at the moment but because it's too light outside, but I can even, oh, you can see it a little bit. I can even change the color of my room to make it better for myself. Why would I ever want to go back into an office that doesn't have that? Um, everything about it has that. However, you'll have somebody else that goes, well, no, because I'm, you know, I'm a much more sociable person. I would like to talk to other people i want to see them now i can do that i can do on here i can i can text it but they might not want to much more sociable and be like those those water cooler moments are ones that they enjoyed you know oh let's go and let's go have a natter oh what, what are you up to oh oh your neighbors have been doing this oh okay oh, did you catch that film you know those are the kind of things people like and that's fair that's absolutely fine but not everyone's like that and if we just do that what's the point i mean it goes back to the einstein thing doesn't it if like you have a fish and ask it, um, give it, give it an exam of asking it how to climb a tree. What the fuck? <laughs> it's going to fail every time. <laughs> it's going to fail every time. That one size fits all does not work. Um, but also the idea of being in front of a screen all the time. Do you find that for yourself as being a bad thing? Because for me, like I say, I'm on my phone. My watch hour on my phone is pretty much every hour of the day. I have my computer basically open from when I wake up until when I go to bed. It's running something. It's doing something. It's probably half the time it's editing software and it's editing down videos that I'm making or it's updating something and all those kind of stuff. But I have it open because that's how I work. That's how my brain works. I need that stimulus. If I try to do something else, and when people, this is what really annoys when people go, oh no, but the screen time, it's really bad for you. It can mess up your sleeping patterns. Firstly, I don't sleep that much anyway, made that point earlier. However, I have never slept that many hours. Since before computers were in every room, since before TVs were in every room, since before mobile phones. Like, I didn't get a mobile phone until I was 15. It certainly didn't fucking look like this. There's a Motorola M3788. It was a brick that you could throw against a fucking wall and the wall would fall down. Like, I, I didn't have that then. 
How many hours did I sleep? Same amount as I do now. It has had no effect. Did I have any worse nightmares? No. Nothing has changed in terms of my sleeping pattern apart from potentially when it starts because I'm not put to bed anymore. I go to bed. That's it. Um, and for me, again, I need that stimulus. I once had to go to a friend's wedding. Sorry, Sim, but I, you had a lovely wedding, but this bit of it really drove me insane. I once had to go to a wedding that was on a Christian retreat. It was in the middle of a wood. For miles around, there was silence. There was no radio allowed. There was no TV allowed. And I literally started rocking back and forth in my room. And my ex-girlfriend had to drive us to a local pub because I was slowly losing my fucking mind. What, no stimulus? I, nothing. I needed stimulus. Now, there's going to be people out there go, oh, well, maybe it's ADHD, autism. Well, who the fuck knows? But the point is, even if it was any of those things, it's a different interaction with the screen and that is needed. So this idea of, oh, we should all check the screen and we should only do this. It's the same bullshit around everyone should have eight hours of sleep. No, they shouldn't. Do some neuroscience. Actually go to class once in a while. Stop making Huffington Post um, <laughs> things. And you know exactly who you are, the, the Huffington Post. Oh, well, everything's better since I had eight hours a day. Yeah, might have something to do with your millions as well. But anyway, um, the, the, the idea... It is a different the, problem, though, uh, from yeah. what you said. Um, well, like two things. One, I, I went on the tube the other day and i don't know about you but no one was looking upwards everyone was looking down at shock a screen so that screen is no worse than this screen broadly speaking and the issue i mean i haven't had an issue with screens i've always been a bit of a, a nerd so if it wasn't gaming or software engineering really. <laughs> yeah. always spent a lot of screen time i've never really slept um that well i've always i was usually a night person i've recently in the last sort of six months become more of an early person i will um, very but, quickly say i don't not sleep well i just sleep less yeah but the main issue for me is not the screen the screen's fine yeah there are there, yeah i probably get screen fatigue if i have a particularly long day and i don't i don't now go from eight hours of screen like here and then go and do three or four hours of gaming like i would have when i was a teenager that's an age thing that's not a screen thing that's a, when i was a teenager i had a lot more energy and a lot more time to just screw around um, the, the main issue that I see now is actually exercise uh, more than anything because I'm sat here eight hours a day. And the one couple of benefits from commuting were that I had to get up and, and walk somewhere and do that to the office. So that's one thing I struggle with. And I've probably hit out on routines three or four times that have failed where I've gone, right, I'm going to do a fake commute. I'm going to get up, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to walk around, or I'm going to go for a run or something. That's the issue I've had. I don't know about other people, but it hasn't been, oh, I'm spending too long in front of the screen. And no, I'd, I'd be doing that anyway, just somewhere different. So the screen isn't really the problem. In fact, this screen is probably better than the screen that most people get on average in an office. It's probably better for me. <laughs> exactly the same. It's better, better regulation of light um, than the older <laughs> screens you get. So I've heard this argument and I will call cap on it. Um, that that means it's not true, Jordan. I know you're not up with the newer lingo. Um, <laughs> well, I, I know I know you what you're going to say, and I know exactly what you're saying. The Go problem on. isn't actually working from home. The problem's the individual. It's yeah. your choices, really. Yeah. Because it well, put, put it this way: people believe that to be true. It doesn't mean it is. Now, mm. that's that's true of anything. That's true of when you're trying to lose weight. That's tr true of when you're trying to get into a habit of um, getting better at something. That's true of um, learning and education. But it is that case, and it's just changing the mindset, which can take a lot. And obviously, the mindset is part of it, but that should be something added on, not something as a reflection of something else. Because in the long run, if that's your only response of like, oh, well, 
my energy levels are a bit lower now. And so I'll go back into the office and fuck my entire mental health for one thing that I haven't seen. That's a problem because the, if I wanted to, I don't drive, ladies and gentlemen, but if there was, um, if I did, there'd be a car outside, literally 10 steps from my front door where I worked at the university, the car park was about 20 steps from the office. That's my exercise. That's my exercise. Doesn't actually, there is no exercise. There's no exercise at all. It just seems like it. You get in your car, we're outside now. Well, you're outside, it's better. I'll be better going up and down my garden at home. Actually, when you're at home, when you're moving around, when you're walking the dog, for instance, when you're going to pick the kids up, when you're doing all these things, there's more exercise, even baseline exercise doing that than anywhere else. Now, yes, you get this feeling of, oh, I haven't done much exercise. But again, as you said, it is the individual. So, Jordan, what did you do last October? September and October, did you work in front of a screen and do nothing else? I don't know what I was doing last month, let alone September or October. Um, sure. My point here, and everyone's going to be, oh, you've just been arrogant. Fuck you if you're doing that. Just listen to my podcast and listen how you actually interact with people every now and again. My point is, last September and October, I ran 15 marathons in 15 days. I spent my entire life in front of a screen. It didn't stop me going out and doing those exercises. In fact, some of it I recorded on a screen. So it's, it is the individual that's making the choice for it. Now, yes, it is a mindset, and then there does need to be something around that. But the mindset of accepting a job, the mindset of getting in the car, it's all the same. Your level of exercise changes according to you. And I think there's more of a discussion about let's help. You know, the, the, in, if anything, that extra money that all the businesses in the fucking world would save from not sending everyone into an office, hire yourself some kind of mindfulness coach. Yes, some of them yeah, are complete yeah. charlatans, but some of them actually can do stuff. Hire one of them to just be like, okay, let's break down. Okay, guys, you know what? How about we meet up for like um, a run every once a week? Or would people like us to have a, a night where we just go out? Or whatever so like, it we, is. So my, I was really lucky in that my employer had that before. I think it was before COVID even happened. So they, they had something called Ulife. I don't know if you've ever, ever used it. What it effectively does is like, a, if you like, a step counter. And everyone who joins it gets on a leaderboard of steps and then you can earn coins that you then redeem for things like vouchers or whatever. Um, but it has a well-being part of it. Yeah. I know. I, I was exactly <laughs> the same when I first had it. Oh, I can redeem coins and I can do it. I don't really... No, I have other nice. issues, but carry on. <laughs> but, but what's great is it was kind of a really nice encouraging way to almost compete with each other. And that's not right for every business, but it was nice to see, Jesus, how much are they walking? What the hell? And then you'd message him, provided an outlet for you, and be like, how the hell are you doing that? How are you getting X amount of 100,000 steps? And it encouraged you to go further. And then it has other things to do with it as well. Like there's a, a well-being helpline, I think it is. I haven't used it, but you, that you can call and you can get like support, which is really nice to know that that is there. Um, and like you said, businesses can do that. There's no reason why they can't save money, support people. But I think it, um, it all links back to kind of like the ex-army problem. Have you ever heard that? Where soldiers in the army are used to everything being structured what time you get up what time you go to sleep what time you wipe your ass so so my grandfather used to say everything was timed to a t yeah and then when you leave all of a sudden you're thrown into a civvy life and here you go don't experience the world what time do i get up whenever you want what fuck I, i i don't know what to do and then that's why a lot of soldiers really really not just soldiers from all the forces really struggle with civilian life and it's the same thing a variation of it probably some kind of mutation of it here people are used to not being told necessarily but it's structured you must get up and be at the office for 9 a.m right that means i know to probably get up at seven 
seven thirty. There's a bit of a window, but no. and then you know your day finishes at five thirty six seven if you're not doing shift work, or if you are doing shift work, you know it finishes at this time. So yeah. it's routine. People aren't used to having or acknowledging that they have control over their routine. And I include myself in that. Like you said, I look at going, I've got really unfit. That's my fault because I could have got up an hour earlier and gone for a run. Yeah, I didn't. It's, it's the thing. I mean, I have. I, so there's a few issues I have to go through there. But I mean, the last thing you said is is the point. I mean, the the obvious thing to say. I, I know. I, weirdly enough, I'm the one that probably spends more time in front of a screen than you do, which are, yeah. many people will find funny because obviously, software engineer, geeky. We're both streamer. geeky. We're both geeky and nerdy. <laughs> I'm a streamer and YouTuber, um, and podcast host. So. I spend more time in, in front of it. Now, what was one of the first things he said to me when, when we came onto the call today? Oh, are you not running, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> and I, my response, yes, I've got a marathon in two weeks. So it is that energy. That en- the energy levels you, you mentioned as well, I find really funny because I have more energy levels now when I'm older. And I'm older than you. Um, so M- Much older than me. Much older. Same generation. <laughs> fuck off. Um, I just have more youthful looks. I still have my, I still have my, uh, <laughs> my dimples. Um, but my, the other thing as well, so... The issue I have, especially with, a, with a, a development team like yours with the step counter, is one, it's so easy to hack. Like one of, one of you bastards could have just hacked it and been like, yeah, I've done 50 million steps. Um, so I, my know, cat. My cat did 50 million yeah, steps. Yeah, exactly. Well, we could just fuck around with it. Also, it means that someone like me, if I worked for the organization, I'm putting it on every time I do a marathon. Fuck you. <laughs> so I immediately win. And because my background is sales, I become a, a, even more of a cunt when I'm doing it. So... It can actually be divisive in a workplace. It also assumes a lot of things. Now, certain people, what if they have asthma? What if they have this, that, that? This is why it's nice. It's not um, you have to do it. It's, no. We it's, have this if you want to. And you can do it. But then, but then for a lot of people, that could be... Now, again, this is where I think the fact they have a helpline is the add-on, where it's, that's the thing you need as well. Because otherwise, you could do it but like, this will help me get in shape, or this will help me be less, uh, more productive, sorry. And then you come bottom of the list and you kind of go, oh, because immediately what happens? Oh, you're not productive anymore. Now you're like, well, why am I bottom? And you can get in your own head about it. And I think that that could be slightly, slightly counteractive to what you're actually trying to do, counterintuitive to what you're actually trying to do. But you do have the help button as well. But yeah, the, the businesses really can do all this. There's no reason they can't spend some money and just get someone to come in and talk to them. So we, so we both know Dave Cottrell, who's Mindset by Dave Online. He's a mindset coach who has also won awards nationally and worked for the NHS. You can get, and I'm not saying go and employ Dave, okay? I know Dave, that would be conflict of interest. What I am saying is people like that exist and they're not that expensive. Fuck it. There's nothing about, I'm a mind, I have a, I'm a teacher of mindfulness and a teacher of meditation. I don't fucking do it. I just like the pretty piece of paper. But people exist out there, okay? People can be brought in. In fact, you know what? The courses are cheaper. Why don't you send that middle management fucking idiot that hasn't got anything to do anymore and make them productive? You know, you can do this. Businesses can do this. It would save money. It would be helpful. And that's the kind of thing where you're going from it. But yes, I think mindset is absolutely the way to go because everything around the mindset, everything from what you've said does seem to be the kind of, now I've always been this person. I've always been the person who's going, let's just do it. Mm. Um, We're talking about this um, earlier on that I, Met up with some strangers on my birthday because of Yes Theory. Um, and I would advise Yes Theory. There are some issues with I, I take with um, the way that Yes Theory think on everything. But Yes Theory is far better for people's mindset than a lot of things. And I met some people on my birthday, went to a mindset meetup, 
week later, I went away on holiday with, with two strangers. I also went on holiday with a, another couple of strangers since, and another couple of strangers whilst I was out there, to Bulgaria, to Hungary, to Jordan, to Montenegro, to everywhere under the fucking sun. And that was because of spontaneity, and I just wanted to go, right, let's just do it. And I think that's something that's, that's changed a lot, is that businesses don't want you to be able to just go, let's just do it. Now, I met someone, actually, out in Jordan that proved the point even more. They were from the Netherlands, and um, I can't remember what they worked for. I think it was insurance. And um, they'd been working from home all the way through COVID, because, of course. And then they wanted to go on holiday, so they went to Jordan, to the desert, to Wadi Rum, which is the desert. Now, certain villages, because obviously the Bedouin, certain Bedouin have started to build houses and stuff. So you will have every now and again bits in the desert where there's a village that has internet. Not the best internet in the world, but it'll have internet. So they have internet to be able to do stuff. And this person now works remotely six months of the year in the Netherlands, six months of the year in the desert in Jordan. And they kept arguing. Um, oh, but you can't do it there. You know, you've got to be here. You've got to do that. And she's went, why? Why do I? Because I'm doing the same amount of work and I'm here. And they got a lot of exercise in. They were in the middle of the desert. You know, they, they were in where things like Star Wars was filmed. Lawrence of Arabia was filmed. That's where they were. That's where they spent half their year there in a Bedouin, Bedouin tents, you know, having, having, uh, having a shisha pipe by the fire having their foods um, cooked for them in, this, in, the, in the earth. That was their daily life because they were able to do it. Now, I'm not saying everyone should go away and spend God knows how long in the, in the desert and find yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But it is possible. You can do this. And I think the mindset is part of that, that you can just kind of go, I can just do this. I can just go here. I can just be spontaneous and do this. Because let's be perfectly honest, Green screens exist. Who the fuck is going to know? Like, your bosses, half of them can barely use the, inter the internet. We pointed out today that the software engineer next to me doesn't know how to work half the stuff that I'm on, for fuck's sake. So the idea that this, this is like, well, you can't do it. You can't just be that spontaneous. You can't just do this. Oh, you're, why aren't you settling down? Why, why? Am I still getting my stuff done? Am I still getting my work done? Are things happening? Okay, so what's the problem? And this is what, at the base of it, is the problem that a lot of businesses are happening, are having, sorry, because they don't like the spontaneity. And because it comes down again to the idea of quitting, they don't like this idea that their employers can just go, yeah, I'm just going here. We are not on holiday. Mm, I am. I'll just do my work from wherever. They don't like that. Well, that's what, no. what it always goes back for me is, I mean, one of the reasons that I, I like what I do and working with technology is so enjoyable is because the the ultimate i mean people will differ on this but my my opinion the ultimate goal of technology is to kind of free up people to be able to do things the way they want to do them um and really kind of automate things that people shouldn't really have to do in the first place basically to make human life a little bit more enjoyable a little bit more free so they can actually use their time on things that they want to use it on that's what that's that's quite a heavy opinion but that's my opinion and that's that's what COVID's kind of brought forward in a, in a weird way. You've got this time now where most people commute. I saw many people that commute to London. They spend like three hours a day commuting. I mean, how much time is that over 10 years or 20 years or a 30 year working career that you're spent on a train ignoring, trying not to look at other people? That's I, a very that, British thing. <laughs> I found it the other day that in Germany, apparently, that it's normal to look what, what British people would call too long. 
I was like, oh, yes, what? yeah. In the, in the Netherlands as well. They have this, exactly the same thing in the Netherlands. They're staring at people, and I'm there just going, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, why? I'm just, I'm just looking at them. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> in the UK, if you did that for longer than maybe five seconds, you'd get, you get nothing. What the fuck are you looking at, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd get hit. <laughs> it is weird. Um, but yeah, absolutely. They're, they're wasting their life there um, from doing that, and it should be making it easier. I mean, there's a point as well that I think... It is. I hate to do it, but it is older generations. No, not everyone. Because, hey, again, TikTok, there are some older people in their 80s, 90s even, on TikTok, completely owning it on TikTok and loving it and interacting. And I mean, there was a guy the other day that um, I actually saw on TikTok just going, um, oh, well, somebody's put W in my, in my name. I don't really know what it is. I'm not up with this. And the guy's about late 70s. And I've been told that it means winner. Well, I'm so happy about this generational gap. And I'm like, and he's got about a million followers. And you're like, this is great. So there are a bit older people that this, this doesn't count for and that are really interacting with it. But this idea that social media and the online life is bad is still in everyone's head. Is this kind of, well, social media is bad. That's it. And you can, and even younger people, because they've listened to their parents, and their grandparents, oh, it's bad. Of course it's bad. Why? Oh, because you can get bullied cool i got bullied at school <laughs> like, what, what, what's what? the difference as well hey, like humans are despite what people will say incredibly adaptable like incredibly so when we're maybe usually when we're uncomfortable but the idea that we can't go from doing one set pattern of doing something to another and that that's impossible or difficult it's just bullshit we are very adaptable there's a reason why that there's very few places on earth that we can't live or thrive in i mean i'm talking you know completely different cultures or subcultures or whatever of people but broadly speaking that proves that humans are adaptable so why can't they go and do their work half the year from jordan if the work gets done to a good standard yeah or the same as it was being done before so better than the daily mail better better than the sun any of those gotta love merseyside i wish the rest of the country would uh Take a note. Uh, anyway, okay, so yeah. sorry, very very quickly because people don't say, take that one wrong. Merseyside hate the sun because the sun had a go at people who died. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, and printed outright lies. Anyway, yeah, yeah I just, yeah, yeah I, I just don't get. I know I keep going back to it. I just don't understand the managers that say you can't do this. Well, I can. In fact, millions, not even thousands, millions of people across the world can do this. And um, I worked for a company once that wouldn't let me go remote. Um, and they never provide a reason. It was more or less just kind of, well, we don't know you're doing the work. And then when COVID hit, I was sat there thinking, the Canadian Prime Minister got COVID and ran his country remotely. You're saying that you won't let normal people just do their jobs remotely because it's not doable. But someone ran a country remotely. How is that doable if what you're saying is not doable? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 so, it's so ridiculous. And I mean, again, it's this. So, I mean, there's two things there. So to go on. The point of this, you just can't do it. You just can't do it because we don't know it's happening. Again, it's the middle management because they need a job and their job is to tell you that you should be doing your job. Let's be honest. How many times has a manager just been telling you, well, look busy. Anyone that works in retail, anyone that works in retail, look busy. The fuck are you on about look busy? I've done my work. Well, yeah, but we don't, we, we it doesn't matter. It fucking does. If you've done your work, you've done your work. End of. I don't just because you don't know, or you basically just because you're too shit at your job, 
that you one don't understand how long it takes to do things or two couldn't do the, the work that i've done in my time does not mean i need to do more or pretend like i'm some kind of fucking mime and walk around the store moving things it was actually a thing i worked briefly for sports direct who are fucking useless i got lied to directly by uh, the managers there um on the app that they had i was um the number one in store for sales um but i didn't play well with others and i didn't just move things around when i'm doing it so i ended up leaving and it's like go away then i, I don't need to be part of your world if you want to just tell people oh you've not done that right you've not done that right you're not you know what go and talk to a brick wall fuck off just away from and me. that's why people do get this problem with productivity it's not because they're bad at their job it's not because they couldn't do better it's because they've basically been pummeled into the ground by people that take the title of manager far too literally and believe their own hype mm-hmm. and just shit on other people because it makes them i don't know why maybe it makes them feel better or maybe that's what they think they have to do and then you get these frankly most of the time like in retail the vast majority of people i work with are incredible people with their own interests in certain things that they were really good at but they just felt sometimes defeated and i did and quite often i think oh okay i can't even do this yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was very lucky. Um, Sports Direct was the only company that I worked for in retail where I wasn't allowed to be me. Mm. Um, because the biggest issue they had with me was that I had people coming to me. I had customers coming to me complaining about our manager because they felt more open to talk to me. Um, because I was the person that would be like, okay, this is how we're going to run because I'm a manager. Like, this, this is how we... Um, this is the right kind of trainer for you. This was Because I wasn't just selling them the bullshit. Um, but also... Um, when I've worked for other people, I was allowed to be me. You know, I was allowed to, to muck about with the, with the people coming in. And that's important. But so many managers just don't do that. And I became a manager in retail. And again, I was an arsehole. I know I'm an arsehole as a manager, but I did have some understanding. How many um, times have you gone into a shop and they've gone, something like this has happened. You've walked into my shop and I go, hi there, can I help you today? And you've gone, no, every time. <laughs> Pretty much every time because you know it's forced you know it's fake whereas if that person was allowed to like oh. you said be them this be is fine this is where america and walmart comes in so in the 90s um i think it was the first time that walmart actually spread into europe walmart went to germany and opened up in germany now for anyone that um in the us that thinks that british customer service isn't very polite we are the most polite customer service in europe because we know that all of it is fake um, and that's the, this is the issue that we have with American customer services. It's all bullshit, and we know it's bullshit, and that is offensive to Europeans. The further across you get in Europe, the less likely you are to get the bullshit. They will just be honest. And that doesn't mean, and I think Americans have an issue with this, of like, oh, you're just going to have a go at people. No, they're just going to serve you, and that's the end of the interaction. They're not going for dinner with you. Um, but when they went to Germany, they added in the people that um, welcome you, the welcomers in store, and people that pack your bags. The Germans took this as someone's trying to flirt with you and someone's trying to steal from you. And within six months, Walmart, everything that makes Walmart Walmart was gone because they could not survive in Germany if they had that. And that was the, you know, you actually had people doing their jobs. And if Germany's known for anything nowadays, efficiency. So it doesn't know you do your jobs. This is the amount of time you need to do this. Good. This is what you do. That's it. There's no fucking about. That was just what, what happened. And I get irritated. I get irritated with things like that. It's why I have issue with certain things in martial arts. Those of you who don't know, I'm a martial arts self-defense instructor when I first came across Jordan. Because certain things that certain people are told don't 
fucking work and it's a waste of efficient movement as a waste of anything else you know stand there and do this no i'm just gonna fucking move you silly bastard in the same way as with anything else you do something that's efficient for what you're doing and that's the problem that a lot of people have and i think it does stem again it stems back to this idea that um everything online is new. everything new is wrong and i can um i can just be fake and i'll make you look as if you're doing something and i said about social media i think that's again like when you have the discussion about social media people automatically say it's bad the same thing about gaming people oh it's bad you know, you look back at the 80s, 90s, it was rap music, it was um, on-screen violence, everything else. And there's a point that's, um, that Russell Howard made, Russell Howard, British comedian, that if, if these video games really had that much of an effect, if they basically brainwashed a generation, then why aren't we all plumbers eating mushrooms? Because the very first, not very first, but the main video game that ever um, took off everywhere was Super Mario Brothers on the NES, and then the SNES, and then everything else since, because everyone knows who Mario is. Even if you don't know, you do, because you've played Mario Kart at some point. So why aren't we all plumbers that eat mushrooms? If, if video games are really having that impact, or are we just saying that every human being on the planet is a secret psychopathic arsehole and that only gets affected when it's a violent game? When I was a teenager, I, I, I probably couldn't point you at a single young male that didn't play Call of Duty almost religiously. Yeah. So if they have that kind of impact, I'd, I'd say... Loosely, maybe one in a thousand of us turned out badly and gone to prison from school. One in a but thousand we all play Call of Duty. You can tell you're from Kent. One in a thousand? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm West, guessing. From but... West Sussex, I think very few of us went to prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I mean, you've got a point there. It is that idea that, you know, if that person is a complete arsehole, they're an arsehole. It has nothing to do. And yes, oh, well, the game made them do it. Great. And if you took that game away, the news would have made them do it. If you took the news away, seeing someone get hit by something on the street would have made them do it. They, What's they, the saying? Correlation doesn't equal causation or causation, something like that, isn't causation it? Causation and correlation are not the same, yeah. Yeah. They, it's like when, uh, if you come across a car that's skidded off the road, and it, the natural assumption is, oh, they were speeding, and they, they definitely just lost control of the car. But if you'd gone there six hours before, you'd have seen this black ice in the exact spot where the car skidded off. But you saw tyre marks, so you just assumed they were speeding and they broke. Well, no, there were tyre marks, but there's black ice, but you didn't know there was black ice. Well, it's, it's the idea of having some crystals in your room, having cancer, having some chemotherapy and saying that the crystals did it. It's the fucking chemo. You know, it's, it, you, don't ju you don't just look at this is this, so this is this. No, there's something else there. There's something else that's the fucking problem. This has happened. We actually had our first research into video games that was in live, uh, was live, was in real time done on plants versus zombies battle for the neighborhood and um stardew, stardew valley animal crossing animal crossing um now apart from the fact these are stupidly named fucking games they were the two games that were used during lockdown in real time for people's well-being and happiness they had a massively positive effect on people's well-being and happiness they did not have a negative effect they didn't make anyone feel bad and i'm going to point out yes it's a bit silly but plants versus zombies the battle for that is a relatively violent game and it's based the whole point of it is it's violent so you can't go oh well it's just cartoony yeah fuck off then and also why did no why did no one um become violent from tom and jerry why did no one become violent from you know all of these things 
it didn't happen because you liked those and those are what your parents liked and therefore that's why it's okay and it's that progression that we are dragging our heels with and it goes into social media and the reason that people have the issue with social media is because social media didn't exist when our parents did didn't exist when our grandparents did and so because they don't like it because it's different for them that's it this bullshit that's always thrown around is oh we're becoming such a disconnected world really when was the last time you spoke to your childhood friend if Facebook didn't exist? You wouldn't have. <laughs> before Ever. that, before that, there was Friends Reunited. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, despite the dimples, I am old enough to remember Friends Reunited. Um, but that was what was about beforehand. Now, this idea that, well, we're not connected because of that. I speak to way more people online than I ever speak to in person or ever have spoken to in person. I am, for all my extroverted parts, pretty introverted in terms of my private life. People don't know that much about my private life because I keep it that way and I like it that way. I don't go out partying all the time. I don't do those kind of things. I don't hang around there. I would be pretty much introverted if it wasn't for online. That's when I talk to people. And I talk to lots of people because I have that interaction. Yeah. And it's I just had the this way debate before with family members um, where they said, well, you never see you post anything online and you never tell us anything. Why is that? And I'm like, well, it's by design. I don't like I you. Fucking I don't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I like my private life being the key word is private. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and the, the, the key connotation there is I share it with who I choose to and the bits I choose to share are up to me. I'm like, well, but you don't tell us anything. I'm, I'm not sure how I can explain this any differently. If I don't want people to know things, it's my decision not to tell you. It's not up for you to tell me my decision's wrong. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> more, than, more than that, if social media didn't exist, they wouldn't say it. No, and this the is point. the beauty, yeah. So if you they, go back... Yeah, social media isn't the problem. It's the fact that they've got something else to moan about. Because they didn't go, oh, we haven't heard from you in a while. Because what they're actually saying is, it's so easy for you to contact me, why haven't you? But apparently it's making us less connected. Well, that's bullshit. It's making us more connected. And then people are getting annoyed because you're not connecting with them. Well, make your fucking mind up. Which one is it? What was that? Have you seen the rise? Um, there's an article in it a couple of weeks ago. The rise of the dumb phone, they're calling it, which is basically the pre-smart, if you want to call them smartphones, phone, where it literally does email calls, alarm clock. And that's getting really, really popular, not because social media is bad, but because some people have the choice where they don't want to be on it. And then people can't handle that either. People go, what do you mean? You're not on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You're not on them. How can you not be on them? It's like, well, I really wish I really wish I didn't have several accounts on all of the things you just mentioned. You motherfucker. I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to that. Everybody is different. Everyone is different. We're not all the same. People need different things. And yeah, your, your 80 year old great grandmother might not want to be on TikTok and Twitter, but she might go. I just want to make some calls. Fuck it. I used to do it. I used to work for a, 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 a phone company and I would still be like, yeah, just give me the one that makes the calls. Uh, you know, I remember the rise of smartphones. I remember that. I remember it happening. And I, you know, yes, there was issues I sometimes had, but not all the time. And it is that. It is very strange that we, we seem to have just disconnected on both sides of it. But yeah, the, the social media and the, our interaction with it is so weird because we just... <sighs> We don't seem to know how to do it. It's like the, the technology has gone beyond us. I think there's a bit that Dara Brian says about trying to run around and keep up with technology. At some point, you're just going to go, fuck it, you go on ahead. Because we, we just can't. And, and social media has gone further than we are allowing ourselves to do. But yeah, I mean, 
how many people now, how many parents who are the same parents that think that social media and connectivity or phones and everything are a problem, how many of them would allow their child to go to school without a phone so they can contact them? <laughs> it doesn't happen. We're all that kind of person. Now, I was a key latch kid. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, or UK didn't use it that much, I would go home and I would have a key. I would go in, I'll be fine. I was a key latch kid because I'm, I'm an elder millennial, as they are called. <laughs> um, <laughs> skin, I make my own beauty products, people. This is why my skin says. I'm changing your um, name and my phone to that. <laughs> elder um, millennial. Oh, God. I prefer, I prefer my original nickname that you gave me, actually, but that is also of a person that lived in ancient times, so maybe not. Um, but, but yeah, it's this, this weird thing of um, we don't like it, we don't understand it, therefore it must be bad. And how many people of the LGBT community, how many people um, trying to escape some kind of persecution have managed to survive because of it? How many people in Ukraine currently have survived things because of TikTok? How many people um, all over the world know what's happening in countries that they've never been to, that um, they would never know about because of TikTok, because of Twitter, because of Instagram? Now, granted, some of it is propaganda, but you know what? It's propaganda everywhere. Everywhere has propaganda about something. Everywhere has propaganda about something else. If anyone in America, you learn about the German propaganda machine of the Second World War. Guess what they learn about propaganda in Germany? It's the current state in America. The propaganda yep. <laughs> machine of Fox News is what they are taught. So we all learn about that. So the idea that it's something different because it's social media and, oh, we can't trust it. Yeah, we can't trust you. I was so, about to say, that's the thing, isn't it? Social media is bad. No, no. People are inherent, can inherently be bad. Social media is just the tool they're currently using. If it wasn't that, it'd be printed in a book or it'd be printed on a piece of paper. If someone wants to be an arse or be nasty or do terrible things, it's not twitter that's making them do it they're pressing the button deciding to do it this idea it's like it takes away your um the idea is online you take away your inhibition you take your away your reason to not be an arsehole it's like well hmm. i'm pretty much now there's always a mask on when you talk to people outside of um outside of the uh the online world uh, the online world there's always a mask on to a point However, I am pretty much as you as you see is what you get. And I'm an arsehole to people to their fucking face. I don't give a shit about writing it. I'll tell you. Because I, in my, my mind is that is how we should be. I don't believe in this false kindness. And it's why I don't like the American way of doing certain um, interactions and, and customer service. Because I don't think it helps anyone. I don't think it helps anyone's um, well-being and mental health in the long run, if that is all you do. Now, that could be because of certain mental health issues that I may or may not suffer from. That could also be part of that because there's a bluntness that comes with them. However, I don't understand the idea of not doing that. And so the idea that you just say something online because, well, now I can be an arsehole. How about you just be a normal person? You know, if you have, if that's what you really want to write all the time, then there's some fucking therapy you need to be in. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't give away, like, this, it's not, it's not a, just a, a green tick for everything that you want to say. And social media has helped so many people. I actually, someone I know from university, when I asked them which social media they found the best, Twitter. They actually said Twitter was their best social media. Could not believe it. I was like, 
Twitter, the thing that is known for being toxic, they're like, yeah, that's helped me so much. So fucking well, fair play. And just going back on um on the, what, you, what we were talking about before with like remote working, one thing I just remembered is the advantage for me is when I used to go in an office, I used to be sat in, in other companies at least just with devs. It's like a little corner. You put the don't leave them alone, close the blinds, don't startle them, leave them alone. That was where the, the, the nerds and the devs and all of those kind of people lived. Since I've been remote, I've had the the great luck and been really fortunate that I get to engage with people from across departments. It's not just devs. I get to speak to people from marketing, customer service, sales, you name it. I get to speak to these people and I've built relationships with them. That would have never happened if I'd been forced to be in an office in a million years. And I have no doubt other people in other businesses are doing the same thing. That's better for an organization. Oh, Much better. And, and people's own education as well. When you're when you're able to be online more and you learn about different parts of the world, different maybe working with different areas of your own business that is in whatever country, and you're able to talk about, oh, you know, just talking about what food you had last night. You know, if you're talking at the water cooler and you're going, what did you have last night? I had a curry. Because, again, out there, fish and chips is not the national dish of um, the UK. It's curry. Um, but if you're at the water cooler, you know, you're going, oh, I had a curry last night. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's it. Whereas, you know, now you're talking to someone on a call because you've got to sort something out that's in Hungary. You know, oh, what you, you know, what, mate, what, how's it going? Oh, anything interesting last night? What you have for tea? I had uh, ch- chicken paprikash. The fuck is paprikash? Oh, well, it's this. Uh, and then you learn about the food. Then you learn about the culture. Then you learn about, you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, everything. Oh, I had, yeah, and we had some palinka because we were celebrating something. What the fuck is palinka? Oh, it's one of the oldest um, alcoholic drinks that comes from it. You get into random conversations. You can do. And that, that's actually is something I like as well, is that allow a conversation to go at once. Because the amount of times I have people go, oh, well, why haven't you done? Or, or, or why do you just talk about this? Or why do you? Because I just talk. The idea of actually talking, discussing things, we have got so used to, and I think this comes from being in an office when you're basically, you're not meant to talk too much. Because in your office, you know, no, no, can't talk. Um, Whereas I've always just never shut the fuck up. Um, That's why I do a podcast. But um, this idea that I just talk, and I think if that happens, you learn more. And you can just go into random conversations. That's why my podcasts are like the way they are. They're not set out with certain questions because that's bullshit. The amount of people that go into that and say, like, this is the answer. Yes. Okay. No. Next. No, no, no. Page two. Off. Yeah. Like just chat and see what happens. Have a, have a rough idea and then go from there. And I think when you have that outside of the office and when you have that with people online, when you're working with a department of your business that's in America, Canada, Hungary, Puerto Rico, um, I know that's part of America. Don't come at me. It's just not one of your states. Um, Tanzania, wherever it is, the amount you learn from that, the amount you get back, you'll learn about stuff you've never, you never knew. Americans, you'll you'll learn how to say Worcestershire. Um, will and will what they can't say Worcestershire. Spell it out and understand why, because I will give them this. So spell it out and figure out why they can't say Worcestershire. What Worcestershire? Worcestershire. W O R C E. Worc- is that the same? Worc- How do they say Fenix? Fenwix. But they'd say Worcestershire. Wor- it's generally like right here. Cheswick, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we have some fucked up, we have some fucked up um, things. Leicestershire is also one that they have issue with. But again, and think about it, they say Birmingham, not Birmingham. Slough? Oh, that's, I've heard <laughs> them say sloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then again, we have the same thing. So, I mean, I, there's plenty of people in England that can't say Keithley. 
in Yorkshire because it's spelt Keeley. Um, so, but but then again, we would go on and then learn about um, how their tax system works, for instance, where that's just fucked up. How the how the um, um, how it works with um, benefits for for uh, medical care or we'd talk to someone in Ireland even nearby and learn about how the euro is doing or we'd talk to someone in Australia and learn about how their restrictions are going about all the bullshit that we learn about sharks and actually how many people die in um in places out there or we'd talk to someone in um in Iraq and learn oh actually it's not like completely fucking wasteland there's actually people living there you know all over oh, the man. world would have these interactions with people and it'd be normal and we'd learn and we get educated because before that, what's happening is we're reading the paper where it's going, everything is bad. Everything is bad. You're going to die. That's what the fucking news tells us. And I go to a, a hairdresser's where it's, um, there's a, a couple of guys in there that run it who are from, well, they're Kurdish. So they're, they're from technically what they, they would refer to as their own state. Even if it's legally, it's not, but it is their own state. And hearing stories about their culture, is absolutely fascinating and amazing. They talk about how, oh, well, if you want to go and see your family, what do you do? Well, we ring ahead, you see if they're home. No, not in our culture. You just show up. I'm like, what do you mean you just show up? And go, we, we drive there, we knock on the door, and they welcome us in, and we have dinner. There's always enough dinner for everyone. Southern America. Southern America is the same thing. So, as in, um, yeah. not, 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 not Southern as in outside of the United States. I mean, United States, um, mm. Alabama, Texas, Arkansas is very much that kind of, we're just going to make extra if you're going to come there. It's a really cool thing. I like it. It's actually a bit it's like great. A bit like certain parts of northern northern England, not everywhere though. But that is one of the best parts of um, like, and you you get that. I think there's a the, of parts of the culture. There's a, there's a friendliness. I think there's just because hey, every every Southern American mother grandmother, you have pots that are bigger than the fucking stove. We know you do, and it's you know that that's think about the old school um, TV cooking shows in America. They're they're of a they're of a big woman with a big pot making big food it's like yeah cool because they're feeding everyone you know so yeah you do have that in in certain places but yeah i mean actually think about kurdish and kurdistan we have some taxi drivers nearby here five of them for christmas drove home when i say drove home i mean they drove to iraq they drove from england to iraq it took them five days and i was like i feel like that should have taken you longer <laughs> but they drove they drove to iraq now that's because I've talked to people. Now, granted, that was in person, but when would you usually see that? Because every news, every piece of paper, every news broadcast tells you the Middle East is bad. The Middle East, oh my God, what's going to happen to you? Guess what desert I was in, guys? Jordan, guess what that is? It's the Middle East. I am fine. You, you go there, you learn about these things online and you talk to people from there and you learn so much more. You talk to someone who travels, you talk to someone who's in that place and you learn so much more and you get educated but of course educated doesn't necessarily do well for businesses that want you to remain ignorant because then you wouldn't learn about how how much someone's getting paid and and that's one of the biggest flaws of um i had this i had a talk with uh, my friend sophia the other week about this and just basically talking about how in the west we, we like to talk at the moment obviously the recent discussion is russia russia is spreading all this dis disinformation doing these bad things they're uh, filtering what their citizens see and i went yeah how's that any different to what happens here there's, there's a more extreme variation hmm. but that happens here they, they tell us certain things they try and dumb us down because let's be honest a population that is allowed to think for itself and isn't overloaded with bullshit is not easy to rule it's very easy to rule a population that's kind of been forced down and taught to fight amongst each other 
But if you allow a population to just be open, learn, be honest about things, they probably wouldn't like what's going on very much. So you wouldn't I mean, be able to rule them. Hobbes in philosophy would say otherwise, which I am of the um, opinion. <laughs> so Thomas Hobbes, um, State of Nature, um, the idea that if everyone is allowed to do whatever they want, they automatically create a Leviathan above them because otherwise they are also at danger as well as everyone else. It would be a different structure, but in some essence would still be the same thing. But I get the point. But it is, it is true that we, we do, um, you know, we don't want everyone to be um, as educated as everyone else because that's no good for everyone. Look at fucking Trump. Trump literally in a speech said, I love stupid people. I know, sorry, edu uneducated. I apologize because they are very different things. I'm oh, sorry. But I our, love the uneducated. Our prime minister said to know. compare Brexit to Ukraine. Oh, he did, yes. Unfortunately, he is one of the quote unquote ed educated, which is somewhat worrying. Um, <laughs> what? it's, it's, it is ridiculous. Like, I can. It is amazing when you talk to people about certain subjects and you kind of go, how, how, do, you, how do you not know that? How. And that's and then you you think back through a discussion for everything and go, oh my God, your entire worldview. It makes sense now. Because that's what you believe. That's what you've been taught. That's why I have some time for certain people that support certain things. The people, not the not the ideas, because they genuinely do not understand or know of anything outside of it. They believe because that's what they have been indoctrinated to believe. It's um uh, Foucault's Legree. You see through a, um, this grid that you have had created for you and around you. And if you look through that grid, that's what you see. If you look through somebody else's degree, you see something else. But how amazing are those discussions? If you come up with someone who's like an extreme believer in a particular ideology and you talk to them, mm. it's almost eye-opening to you because you're thinking, yeah, like you said, that's your worldview. You don't know anything different. And you've believed this nice little tidy box that you've been put in. And you believe everything within the walls, but you will dare not step across the line for fear of what may happen. Mm. And having these conversations with people, you do that and you do draw each other closer to each other's lines. You're on a separate sides of the same wall. And you're drawing each other in and you're like, wow, actually, and it opens your eyes to things that you believe that are in your grid. And you can do that more. I'd argue you can do that. Like you said, you did it with um, local taxi drivers. I did it with a um, local hair hairdresser, but I also do that remotely yeah, and probably more than more I did online. before. Absolutely. Way more online. And then how much better is that for your mental health? When, okay, now there is the argument of people that are um, more educated, blah, 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 blah. They're going to be worse. However, if you understand things more, if you can be like, okay, this is happening because of this, even if it's because, oh, this is happening because the person in charge is a cunt, fine. But you still have this kind of going, of, I understand, rather than just being continuously in the dark. Also, just, a fine, just a fine point on that. I hate to quote him, so I'm not going to say his name, but education doesn't equal intelligence. I mean, it doesn't. No. Right? But people naturally in our society think it does. Mankind, perhaps mankind's most traditional of folly is the want and need for reason and purpose. Um, not to quote my own book, but... Um... <laughs> Gentle plug. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a store near you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is the case. You know, intelligence and education are not the same. Um, so that's why people with um, what quote unquote would be seen as intelligence, although the argument of what intelligence is is a very different one, um, may have some ridiculous views because they've still been taught a certain way. 
even if they can understand everything else. If you give them the information, they can understand it. But then they're still stuck in that world. And you can't learn if you're stuck in that world. And how many people go to the office every day in the office? Okay, do my work, go home. Into the office again, do my work, go home. Oh, but the screens are bad. What the fuck are you on about? The person that's on the screen that can go, oh, okay, oh, I'm going to go up about 10 and get the work done. Oh, I'm not going to meet until 11. Fucking awesome, right? Okay, oh, okay I'm going to have full English. Yeah, I'll just chill out. Well, I can do that other work. It's not due till Monday. Fuck, I'll do the weekend. It doesn't matter. I can just do it when I need. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that. Oh, I'll go and pick up the kids. Don't worry. I'll give the dog for a walk. Oh, no, I've done all work. No, I don't, know. don't need to worry about it. I'll just be, um, I'll be in that other meeting tomorrow. Yeah, everything's done. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Oh, no, he's in a worse place. What the fuck are you on about? Yeah. My boiler just blew up and I'm in the office. What do you do? <laughs> Use your holiday that's meant for holiday? Yeah. To solve a boiler? Yeah, that's what most people do or did do. How many people are getting also getting more um, educated? For instance, the Open University, obviously, it's different in other countries. Don't really have that. But how many things did people learn? When lockdown happened, how many new skills did everyone learn? Did everyone go on a worldwide holiday? No, of course we didn't, because every economy in the world would have fucking collapsed. But anyone that believed that, the worldwide economy, just FYI, didn't fucking happen. The worldwide economy would have collapsed. You know when it did collapse? 2007, 2008, when we were all working in the office. Um, so it didn't collapse. And yet, everyone learned, not everyone, but so many people learned new skills. And this goes back to the point we we're just making about they learned new things. They talked to people around the world and they learned new recipes. They learned um, new degrees. Some people basically did degrees in the time. It's been two years. I mean, they had near enough time. Some people learned new, um, new ideas and new careers. And I think that's one of the ones that really stops um, people of liking the idea because, oh, you've learned a skill that gets you a new career now. Oh, we don't want you to do that. That means you're, you're better suited for a different job or How now about, you're better educated than me. That's the difference between a good manager and a, or a manager and a leader. And you can have the same thing. And some people can be good at both. It's rare. Yeah. Is in that case, a, a manager would say, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. Why? Well, that's not your job. Um, yeah. We don't want you learning things that might take you away from this job. A leader would have said, yeah, go for it. That's really good for you. He un they normally they'll understand that this this box that you're in isn't the box that you're going to want to be in forever. You're going to want to move to a different box, and they'll support you doing that because their job is to make you good at what you're doing, and looking after you as a person. And by doing that, you'll be better at what you're doing now. It doesn't matter if you move on to something else because that who cares? That's good for them for you to do well. That's the whole point of a good leader. Yeah, but I mean, bad bad managers and, and leaders and everything. I go back to martial arts because a, a bad manager for me is a charlatan martial arts instructor. Um, and a good leader and a good manager is a good instructor. The difference being there is if you hit your instructor in training, the charlatan will have a go at you. The good instructor will go, fuck, fair play. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. But, you know, they might buy you a drink. They'll be like, you know what? You got me there. Fuck it. I owe you a drink in, in the pub later. It's rewarding your behavior when you've done something right or something to better yourself. Whereas the charlatan, no, you have to go at you because you managed to do something. Same as a bad manager and a good manager. This idea of, well, you shouldn't be doing that because it's bad. Oh, oh go ahead, man. You, you can get a better job. Awesome. But again, we're stuck in that idea that we're not rewarding. We're not allowing people to have those screens, have that screen time. And anybody that's on their, on their phone um, with those trackers, trying to point one thing out to you. How many times do you check your tracker on your phone? Because it's no fucking better, is it? It's the same goddamn screen. So 
how about you just use it when you need to, when you'd like to, you interact with life as you'd like to. Now, I'm not saying everyone should be on the screen every moment of every day. And of course, there's times when you shouldn't be, you know, crossing the road without the lights. Look up for fuck's sake. Um, there's natural selection for a reason, guys. Um, so, you know, don't use it then. But at the same time, if you're listening to a podcast, which again, depending on the person, can be educational. I will point out right now, there are points about this podcast that are educational. Other points, we're just fucking rambling. That's the point of podcasts. But you can learn. You can, you can listen to a podcast with um, Stephen Fry. You can listen to a podcast with um, Professor Brian Cox. And you can learn something. Or you could be, have a spark of interest for something else. But that might be how you... It's certainly what I do. When I'm walking out into, into the street, I don't think Jordan will have ever seen this either. I do not walk unless there's, there's earphones in my ear because I cannot stand mm. silence. I cannot stand silence. So part of that is me using technology and me then going on to that. Oh, what's the next podcast? Oh, I could do that. Oh, there's, there's things around here. Cool. Great. I'm moving on, but I'm going to do it. And I think people should be rewarded for it. And we shouldn't just go, don't do social media. Don't do screens. Come back to the office. Come to the fuck off. Fuck off. Because it's all around, again, this other thing that comes around as well is this idea of career. It has always been bullshit. It is even more bullshit now because it was bullshit originally because it comes from toxic masculinity and everything else. I'm going to call out Bill Mayer, Bill Mayer here as well, um, who just seems to think that um, you know, toxic masculinity isn't a thing. Bill Mayer, fuck off, okay? You're an old man now. I know you have about 50 million people shoving makeup in your face to make you look like you're under 50. You're not. You're an old man. Stop pretending to be a liberal and then say that toxic masculinity is okay because women like men to be men. Fuck off, you bigoted twat. Anyway, on that point, um, it's just, it is ridiculous. We should be allowed to have that world and have that interaction because it all comes from this toxic masculine idea of careers women are receptionists women are secretaries women are this men are mechanics men are this men are... because that's the structure that's where it comes from this is where our careers come from and then how many times do people get heard when they get a job why aren't you looking for a career mm. or what career do you want to go into and that is what is then causing these issues that then change because of um, lockdown i think the entire structure of jobs is going to change anyway because of how we're interacting and we're doing different jobs at different times. But how many times do people's parents go, when are you going to settle down on a job? The jobs don't last that long anymore. I love the, um, the information as well, by the way. The, there's one that says that um, the average person will have seven jobs in their lifetimes. Fuck off. Seven jobs. Seven. I've done that at once. What the fuck you on about seven jobs? Fucking seven jobs. Uh, it's when people go, oh, you're wasting your talents. You work in a coffee shop. Okay, well, who's going to serve you the coffee then? Who do you think should work in that coffee shop? Is everyone too good for a coffee shop? Is everyone too good for retail? And what do you mean by too good? There's a, there's a great person called Feltface. And I know that sounds really weird, but he's a comedian. He's a puppet. It is a puppet called by Hugo Ivor, I think is his name, or Ivor Hugo, something like that, called Feltface. And he's a comedian. And he talks about the idea that aren't we um what is wrong with just being mediocre what is wrong with just doing what you fucking want to and if that job is you just randomly going oh, i'm gonna do this for a while i'm gonna do that for a while you know what those people are probably happier those people have probably traveled those people are probably learning degrees and things behind everyone else because who the fuck cares but everything wants to push us back to this idea of career which was never real in the first place because nobody ever wanted to really be in their career the only people that are happy in their career people at the top of it and even them Let's look at it. Top of their career, Jeff Bezos, um, Elon Musk. 
they're leaving, trying to leave the fucking country. So even they're not that happy. So I think that's something we're going to be doing with it anyway. Um, we've rambled a lot. We've gone all over the place, but we have gone on to it as well. Is there anything that you'd like to um, say or anything you think we've missed or anything like that at all um, that you'd like to say before we um, leave off? Um, no, only that, like you said, everyone has to do a job. And one thing that I've always known is I've always, you always got to try and speak to people with respect and treat people well. That's a good indication of me of what kind of person you are, be it remote or not. And I think that some people may get caught up in the remote land where you can be muted and hide away and you can mutter things. But the, the truth is you just try and p- treat everyone well. Like you said, no matter what job they're in, they're doing a job and it might be the job that that might be their dream career. It might not be, it might be a stepping stone to something else, but it doesn't matter if someone's a delivery driver or like you said, working as a barista or anything like that. You should just treat people well, treat people nicely because you don't know what they're going through, who they are what their life's like and you being an asshole to them might be the one thing that tips them over the edge so it doesn't take a lot to just be nice to people yeah absolutely. and that's what people should do absolutely i mean the amount of people that have a go at people packing um goods in say tesco or wherever um during lockdown a lot of them were pilots so just because they're doing one thing does not mean that's who they are um what i will say as well is that i think the online community and the idea about working on screens is definitely one that we should people should look at more and more because the amount of people that have been helped because they've managed to get into a YouTube live, a TikTok live onto a Twitch and talk to someone because they've never been able to talk to anybody. They can't talk to their family. They can't talk to the local doctor. And that one person that's actually bothered to listen, that actually is there going, Hey man, don't worry. You know, I'm here. I'll chat. Can help a lot of people out. And if we didn't have the online space and we had screens in front of us, those people could literally be dead. So I think it's something we need to give more respect to is looking at that screen and stop trying to assume that everything on a screen is bad. Um, Okay, everyone, um, I'm going to try and make sure that Jordan comes back again at some point soon, either on this podcast or on my other podcast. Um, But until next time, thank you very much, Jordan. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you again next time.